0: Hey, Merrick. I felt like the Lord when you were coming out of the baptism uh, of the water. I felt the Lord told me that you're going to be a fiery preacher, and I just, I just want to, seriously. I just felt like the, there's an anointing upon you to be a, a, a preacher, uh, that you're going to share the word, and God's going to use you mightily in the days to come, in years to come, and uh, I think there's a very special calling, like a spirit of David upon you, that you're passionate about the things of God, and, and I tell you what, you better watch out. This guy, I think he's going to be set on fire by the Holy Spirit, and you be used mightily in the years and days to come. Would you receive that, Merrick? Do you, is that, is that like anything in your heart you think that you would, you would want to do? Amen. Let's pray for him. Father, we lift up Merrick and just ask that you would bless him. We thank you that you've called him a very, you call this guy, he's a very special young man. Father, he's in love with you. I think he's going to do great exploits in the future, carrying the word of God to a generation. Lord, I just pray you give his parents great wisdom in raising him up in the ambition of God and in the ways of God. And we just thank you for Merrick today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Plus, he's got a very cool name. Merrick. Hey, I want to talk to you today about what's next. What's next? In a minute, you'll. I think you'll be uh, in the spirit of what I want to share, what God's put in my heart with what's next. There are many Christians today that live defeated, though God calls us overcomers. There's many believers that live defeated, though God says we're more than conquerors. So what's... The problem, I want to challenge you today with something and tie it in with the subject that I'm preaching on, is that I think the problem is that God doesn't just call us to believe or to be what I call American Christians, we're Christians, it's kind of osmosis because we're born in America, but what God calls us to be are disciples. 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 Say that word with me. We're going to break the ice, get it kind of, you know, out of the way for a moment. Everyone say disciples. disciples. God is calling you and I to be disciples. Unless a person sells out and buys in, all in, I believe that they can struggle through life as a victim, in addiction, and all kinds of problems until they come to the place where they're, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Do you know that God just doesn't want us to believe? Now, he loves believers and he loves Christians. But what God has always looked for and what Jesus always called out were disciples. As soon as he came out of the desert, he traveled, he walked up, and he found disciples. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He went and he found 12 that would follow him and be not just believers or Christians, but disciples. And from that place, 12 people who God used and built up and put an urgency in their heart and their spirit. You're here today because they were extremely successful in what they did because they were disciples. God is still looking to this day. I think people, they live defeated life because they're not operating in, in the level where God wants them, in the level what I'm speaking of today, in the area of being a disciple. This will says about being a disciple, Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make Come on, go with me, 11, 11. Go therefore and make disciples It didn't say go go make believers even though believing is very important you know these folks that believed on the lord jesus christ and went down in the waters well, this a beautiful step to discipleship what they did today i want to let you know that god tells us to go and make and by the way disciples are made they're not born You got to, in your own life, you got to choose. Say, if you've been a disciple, you're a believer in here for 30, 40 years, you know what you should be doing right now? You should honestly be making disciples, okay? That's what the Bible calls us to do. Go into all the world and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You just saw that while ago. God wants and what the world needs are disciples, if we're going to impact our city and Athol and Plummer and Worley and Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene the surrounding area, our Jerusalem, and then go out of Jerusalem to the Samaria, to the ends of the world, I'm going to let you know it's not limping believers that's going to do it. It's going to be disciples, wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ. Sold out, bought in, all in, wholehearted disciples, no matter how cool the culture may get around us. I think there's a message that's still to be preached, and it's called discipleship. That's what Jesus preached. Now we'll do all, I mean, we love to have fun in church. Have you, have you figured that out? Yeah. We think that church should be full of life. This is actually called a celebration service. I mean, we're gonna celebrate the goodness of God, and in the midst of that, God wants you and I to follow this trail, to follow this journey of discipleship. We have many people who have come to know Jesus Christ just in the last little bit. Last weekend, uh, we had 27 that signed up, you know, shared with us that they are either believing on the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time or they're rededicating their life. Just over last weekend, 27. In the back, back there with our kids, we had almost 40. So you put that together, that's 67 folks or so right there. That's not including... That doesn't include probably twice that many that raised their hand and did not come forward. God knows. I mean, he knows what he's doing and you know what what, what he's doing in the hearts of man. But here's my point: is there's something that every new believer needs. But if you've served the Lord for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years I had somebody last night or even this morning that had been serving the Lord more than 60 years It doesn't matter if you're a brand new believer of seven days or seven weeks or seven months or you've been serving the Lord for 70 years There's something that you and I both need now. I'm going to ask a lot of questions here And you can hit your jeopardy button when you figure it out if you want to Because I'm asked a lot of questions, and I'm looking for one answer. There's one answer to all the questions that I'm getting ready to ask. You ready for this? Here we go. Listen real close. How can we truly know who Christ is, the life of Christ, the ways of Christ? See, there's somebody already hit their Jeopardy button right there. You said what? The Word. word. He already hit it. Okay, that's where I'm going. Just think about that, but just listen. He hit it. Good. Good the gospel how can we know and understand salvation and healing is for you and I and water baptism and baptism of the Holy Spirit transformation regeneration by the Spirit rebirth by the Holy Spirit how can we know how to love love our neighbors uh, love our enemies how can we know how to treat our wives and our spouses our sons and our daughters how to raise up our children how to do business integrity ethics. How in the world are we supposed to uh, love those that hate us? How do we know that there is literally a heaven or a hell and an afterlife? How do we know that there is real true healing for the heart, for the soul, for the mind, and for the body? How do we know uh, what God's heart is all about? How do we know who the Holy Spirit is and what he does on earth? How do we know that God is all-powerful and all-knowing and everywhere he's El Shaddai and know his names? How do we know that everything that we see on earth today is going to come to an end? How do we know how the church is ran? The instruction of the church, the leadership, who are the leaders? Of, how do we know all of these things? How is faith strengthened in our heart? How do we know all these things? All the things that I speak of today comes from one source, that if you're a new believer, you need to know about it. If you're an old believer, you need to know about it. If you are a believer at all, you need to be in it every day. What I'm talking about is what he pushed his button on a while ago. Is called the Word of God. Everyone say the Word the Bible. I want to talk to you about that today. I'm very passionate. I tell you right now, I'm probably more passionate about this subject than any other subject because it will absolutely change your life. Individually, your marriage, your future, your business, how you do life, how you view life, how you treat your enemies, so forth and so on, how to love your wife, how to love your son. How to, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living And powerful, listen to that right there. Living and, that's what I want inside of me. Living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Look what it's able to do. It's able to pierce even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. How many of you know what the best-selling book of all times is in the entire world. Can anybody tell me what that is? It's the Bible. It's the best-selling book of all time. God says this about his own word in Psalms 138, 12. Listen to what he said. I want you to feel the value that God Almighty puts upon his word. Look what it says about it. It says this in uh, Psalms 128. It says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name. For your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word. Capital Y. Your word above all capital Y. Your name. God. Let me tell you a secret. God values the word of God so much that he lifts it above his own name. Above El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sicanu, Jehovah uh, uh, rahai you name it. He lifts it above his own name. The word of God. To me, it is precious. It is timeless. It's the compass to my life. It points north. Whenever I get all sketchy and kind of off the trail, it pulls me right back on the skinny trail. There's a video I want to show you right now. Let me preface it just for a moment. The video is real grainy, really hard to see because it's about this missionary who's taking this video of the group of people who are opening these suitcases and receiving the Word of God for the very first time. The thing that we take advantage of, the thing that you probably have sitting all over your all over your house, kind of like a lucky charm. It ain't meant to be a lucky charm. It's not a St. Christopher, not a crystal ball. It blows all that junk apart. Is the word of the living God. Watch this video. Sometimes you have to sneak Bibles into country. There's been countries, emperors, rulers have tried to absolutely destroy the word of God. Take it off the face of the Earth. They've tried to take it out of the schools. You name it. Why? Because it's the precious word of God. There's a guy named Voltaire. Look what Voltaire tried to do in 1778. Listen to this. The Bible has had many enemies. Voltaire then noted the French infidel who died in 1778 made his attempt to destroy the Bible, he boldly made the prediction that within a hundred years, the Bible and Christianity would have been swept from existence into oblivion. But look around, that didn't happen, did it? But Voltaire's efforts and his bold prophecy failed as miserably, miserably as did those of his unbelieving predecessors. In fact, Within one, listen to this real close. Within one hundred years, the very printing press, which uh, upon which Voltaire had printed his infidel literature, was being used to print copies of the Bible. And after the very house in which the boasting of Voltaire had lived was literally stacked with Bibles prepared by the Geneva. Bible Society Where's 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 this guy Voltaire at? Oh, he's dead I hope he repented before he went on passed on But I want to let you know that his his false prophecies and all those it didn't happen You know why because no matter what you cannot destroy the Word of God it cannot be destroyed. Did you know that I don't care who tries it how Powerful that what nation how many kings how many you can't destroy the word of God. How do I know that jail because the Bible says it You can't just listen to three scriptures about what proves this that it will never be destroyed Why because it's the word of the living God. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword Listen to the scripture first Peter 1 24 and 25 Because all flesh is as grass And all the glory of man as the flower of the grass the grass withers and its flowers falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. For the word of the Lord endures forever. For the word of the Lord endures, come on. For the word of the Lord endures forever. For the word of the Lord endures forever. Let me finish that. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Code red, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away. (laughs) It will. But let me tell you something that won't. But my words will by no means pass. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flower, but the word of our God stands forever. Now, I don't know about you. But that's what I want living inside of me. Something that's going to cause me to come fully alive. Something that's going to stand up inside of me. The living word of God. Something that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Something that is absolutely eternal. So the believer who's been born again for seven days... You absolutely need this. You need it in your heart and needed to devour it on an everyday basis. But for the one who's known Christ 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, my prayer today is that the dust be blowed off of that and you would have a revival, a love affair with God's word once again. I'm not talking about getting... Super excited about after the sermon and go, you know what, I'm going to read the Bible today and I'm going to read it today and I'm going to read 10 chapters today and then skip 10 days. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going to a summer camp and getting jacked up about Jesus and then all of a sudden living like hell on Monday. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I tie it into discipleship. Because what is a disciple? Someone who does the same thing over and over and over and over and over each day. Do not read the Bible if you feel like it. Uh, Did J.O. just say that? I sure did. Do not read the Bible if you feel like it. Because if you feel like reading the Bible, there will be a day where you don't feel like it and you won't read the Bible. I say, I don't care if you feel like it or you don't feel like it. I say, be a disciple. Let it be a discipline in your life and you read it. Every day for what it is, the living word of God that's sharper than any two-edged sword. That old jail, I'm just going to read it if I'm led to read it. I say cut the lead out and read it every day. (laughs) Come on, high five your neighbor and say, be a disciple. (laughs) We're going to bring disciple back into this culture. Come on. So high five another neighbor and say, discipleship is cool. Come on. It's cool. It's timeless. It's what changes the world. And changes your life. The Word of God, what I speak of today. Number one, the Word of God will feed you. Feed you. Oh, we know how to feed our bodies, don't we? Protein shake, little lard bar. You know what I'm saying? Go buy McDonald's go to satay, eat it up, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, I don't know. I know how to feed my How do you feed your spirit man? How do you, you're born again of the spirit. How are you going to feed your spirit man day in and day out? The supernatural food of God. I'm going to tell you right now, it's through his word. When you're reading his word, you're building your spirit man up and you need to do it every day. Say that with me. Every day. I'm going to show it to you right now, what your life will be like, how it can change your life if you do it every day. Listen to the scripture. Exodus 16, 21. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun became hot, it melted. What are you talking about, J.O.? Everyone say manna. Every day they had to get up and they gathered this stuff that looked like, kind of like, probably like cornflakes and honey. And they gathered enough for that day, except on the day before the, uh, the Sabbath. And they gathered enough for two days. But every day they gathered this stuff called manna. What is it? What is it? What is, it? What is it? that's what it means? What is it? What is it? What is it? They gathered it, and it sustained them every day. I want to let you know that the Word of God will sustain you every day. Listen to how Jesus told us to pray, Matthew six eleven. Give us this day our. How often? Can you say daily with me? every day daily they gathered it every day daily day you know what i don't know what my wife cooked me for dinner last week but it sustained me i don't know what she made me last month but it sustained me i don't know what she cooked me last year this time but that food physically sustain me. If you are going to walk with Christ, I want to let you know there's one way that you're going to be sustained in your spirit, man, and that's through the living word of God. It will sustain you day in and day. I will speak to you day in and day. It will feed you Day in and day out. It will change your marriage. You get that word of God and that honorary husband of yours right now, it'll change his life. You get your that word of God in that wife of yours, it'll change in that child of yours that's running rebelling. it will change their life. That living word, it changes everything. It's truth. Truth sets us free. Listen to this. Let me show you the benefits of every day. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it. Oh, y'all sound like y'all going to sleep. Day, day, and night, jail. Come on, come on. You shall meditate on this wall, this wall, of what? Day and night, every day. Why would you meditate on this day and night? Because it's a crystal ball. Because it's a magic wand or Saint Christopher or a lucky charm? No, you meditate on a day and night because it gets inside of you. Guess what happens when it gets inside of you? You know how to live. There's no magic about meditation. You don't. It's not like I'm going to empty my mind. I'm going to empty my mind. I'm going to empty my. It's not about that at all. It's about finding and filling your heart with the truths of God's word, and then it tells you how to live. It leads you. It feeds you. Come on. It will show you how to treat people. Look at the benefit, what it says. It says that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. When you're meditating on it, day and night, guess what you begin doing? You begin doing the word of God. It becomes natural. All that you do. I mean, people ask me a question. They don't know what's going on in my mind. My mind's doing this. Going through the files of the Bible inside my heart and mind. Why? To make a, a biblical decision. I don't make the decision on my own. I make it according to God's word to the best of my ability. But one thing you have to do is you got to be in the word of God. I can't remember more than maybe 10 times or so since I've been married. Marriage is a good thing. Almost 26 years that I haven't been in the word of God. That I haven't meditated on the word. Haven't thought about Haven't read the word. Haven't listened to the word or somehow got the word of God inside of me. Look at this that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, look, 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 look at the beautiful promise. Then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Is it like meditate, prosperity, success? No. It's you're in the word of God. The word gets inside of you. You stop making all those jacked up decisions that ambush you and your life and your wife and your future. And you make godly, wise decisions that protect you. And then you, you be blessed in all ways. Through what? The living word of God. Look at Psalms 1, 1, 2. My, one of my favorite scriptures in the, whole, in the whole Bible. But it says, but his delight. Everyone, you, you can't say delight and not smile. So smile at me. Say that with me, delight. delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates Every day, every day, every day, every day. Don't cram it, not just for a week, but every day. Discipleship equals day after day after day. J.L., well, that sounds boring. You know what discipleship and being disciplined is? Is freedom. No, listen to me. Liberty. If you just live your life like random, just whatever, listen, you'll be in bondage. When you have disciplines in your life, you actually... Free up your life. You'll actually walk in great liberties. That's what disciplines do. That's what God calls us to live a disciplined life. Listen, listen. It will, le- it will not just feed you, but I want to let you know the Word of God will also lead you. But before I get to that, how many of you have ever heard of John 3.16? That's pretty popular. right? How about Colossians 3.16? Colossians 3.16 says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom I was just reading my scriptures this morning this morning uh, you know just in my daily devotion and I come across this beautiful scripture this morning out of this wasn't even my notes until this morning but out of first Thessalonians two thirteen. look what it says just let's just let's, let just hear this let it get in your heart first Thessalonians two thirteen. oh that's a new little baby right there that's a new little baby yeah 1 Thessalonians 2.13, listen to this. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you receive, listen to this word, when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who? Believe. This word of God will effectively work in you for the one that believes today. The key is understanding that it's the word of God. Tell, you, tell your neighbor right now, the word, the word of God will feed you. The word of God will also lead you. The word of God will lead. I don't care if you're seven days in the Lord. 7 years in the Lord or 70 years in the Lord the word of God will lead you. Now, there's a key to it. It takes faith. You got to have faith to believe that or you can walk out of here and go, "Oh yeah, that's whatever." What, what it, Hey, that doesn't that's not going to do anything for you. But I want to let you know that the word of God has led me and my family for many years. Psalms 119 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. You know, the word of God's never been this way to me, like this Like, Hey, this is gonna be your future in 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. This is what you're doing. Why? Here, look, Jay, here it is. No, it's never been that way for me. But it has been a lamp unto my feet. It has been a light unto my path. It has led me in years and years and years down the, the path to Jesus Christ. Second Samuel twenty two twenty nine 29 says, For you lamp, O Lord, the Lord shall enlighten my darkness. In the dark night of your soul, which I preached a couple of weeks ago, I want to let you know that word will lead you in the greatest decisions of your life. Uh, do I marry her? Should I marry him? I want to let you know the word of God will lead you. What school should I go to? Should I even go to school? The word of God will lead you. difficult situations, the word of God will lead you. I promise you, if you will get into the word and the word of God gets inside of you, the word of God will lead you. I took a picture and it says, hey, Seth, can I... Put this up on the screen. And he said, yeah, it's a little bit fuzzy, but just go with me for a minute. Give you an example. Of what I'm talking about, the word of God will lead you. If you'll put that picture up for me, I would greatly appreciate it. That's one of my old Bibles. I got a few of them. They tend to be falling apart. That's okay. And right here, you're going to say, what? what? I can't even read that chicken scratch. That chicken scratch means a whole lot to me. If you see up at the left-hand corner a four circled, and if you look down, you would find one, two, three, four throughout other portions of the scripture. But if you look down at four, you'll see four, and then you'll be you'll see CDA. Does anybody know what CDA stands for? Yeah. Cordelant. Now, that was written, I'm pretty sure, before I ever arrived here. But if you back up, you'll see, number one, Eureka. Man, that was my Gilead. And number two, if you could look at that, it says Boise, Meridian. That, that, that was the different, that was the brook. And number three, the Vancouver, Ridgefield, Z- Zarephath. And then number four, Coeur d'Alene. The word, God has used his word to lead me and my family for years and years and years and years. I don't know why he's done it that way. I don't know why he used Elijah in, in my life, but he, he's done that. And if you look, you'll, you'll see something very interesting. It says, if you look b- below Coeur d'Alene, you'll see this. It says, copper confirmed by geologist 51405. What's what in the world does that mean? 51405? Pastor Bob, my pastor, whenever you know we were looking to plant a church, he looked at me, he says, "Jo." I want you to get a hold. I want you to go seek God. I want you to find out what city you are to plant the church in. Me and my wife, we just went wholehearted, began to seek God's scriptures. Lord, speak to us. Holy Spirit, lead us. We want to know what city. If you're going to plant a church, you better hear from God. You you better know that. And so we're seeking the Lord, and we're thinking about this area, this area. this. We knew the region, but God, what city would you have for us? And then on five 1405 I was doing living in Vancouver but I was doing a wedding down in the Boise area two of the young people that had been in our youth church that morning I just got up to do my devotions just my typical devotions and I was reading in Deuteronomy chapter 8 that word that chapter almost it just stood up off the pages it began to speak to me. I could see this city. I could see this, this country that God was showing me. And in there, out of that whole chapter, one word, bam, copper. I'm like, copper, just a rhema word. I, I handed my Bible to Ray Dan. I said, honey, would you read this chapter? and Tell me what stands out to you. She reads chapter 8 of Deuteronomy. She goes, the word Copper. Okay, all right. Go and do the wedding. After the wedding, most people are going to the rest. few people left out in front of the church down in Boise, Idaho. A guy walks up to me. He says, J.O., my kids used to be in the youth church. You remember me? I go, yeah, I remember you. And I said, sir, I never knew what you did for a living. He says, I'm a geologist. <laughs> Copper. Geologist. I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. I said, Sir, where would you find copper at in Idaho? He says, Oh, you find copper in there, catalog and Coeur d'Alene. I went, I knew it wasn't Kellogg. We wasn't really praying. Not, not, I don't think it was Kellogg. Coeur I started jumping up. Coeur d'Alene? Coeur d'Alene? Hey, would you tell my wife that? Hey, Ray D, come here. Come here. This guy, Paul, he's a geologist. Sir, would you tell my wife what you just told me? We just read Deuteronomy 8. We just read copper that morning. Come on, somebody. He goes, yeah, I just told your husband that you would find it in Kellogg or Coeur d'Alene. We're like, wow. We know that we know that we know. That we It's never been a brilliant light, but his word has been a lamp unto my feet. It's been a light unto my path. He has spoken to us year after year. He has directed us. We know where we're to be at. We know where God wants us to go and plant a church. This place called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And if you're new to the area, welcome to the promised land. Welcome to the land of God. Lord's land. If you're coming back, praise God. Glad you're here. Because this is the greatest land in my heart, in all the world. My point here is that, listen to me, he will lead you. His word will lead you, but you have to seek it. You have to read it. You have to meditate it. You have to hide it in your heart. Leading me to number three. His word is a shield it will feed you. I'd rather have the word of God than the biggest, baddest bodyguards in the entire world. Amen. He will feed you, he will lead you, and it will shield you. It will protect you. Listen to what the Bible says, Genesis 15:1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, do not be afraid. God said to this himself, to Abram, I am your shield. ha, <laughs> ha. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. See, it's hard for me to separate God and his word. People say, oh, I love Jesus. I'm just a Jesus. I love Jesus. You read your word? No. no. Tech. Time out. Wait a minute. You love Jesus, but you don't like his word. Wait a minute. How you know Jesus without his word? How are you going to have faith without his word? How are you going to know what to do? How are you going to know how to love? How are you going to know how to go? How you, anything without his word. Come on. It's hard for me to decipher the two because it's the living word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Let me, let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus did. John 1:14 out of the message. Listen to this. It says, the word became flesh and blood. That was Jesus. And moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son. Generous inside and out, true from the start to the finish. You see, he'll feed you, he will lead you, but he will also shield you. Because there's one place that faith comes from other than a deposit straight from God, A measure that he gives you. The place that the faith comes from that you need every day, day in and day out, is from his word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing. Come on, come on, let's teach one another. Faith comes from hearing and hearing. You're, you're, You're weak in faith right now? I got an answer for you. The word. You're shaky in faith right now? The word. You don't know if you believe? The word. You believe wrong? The word. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing the word of God. How does it shield you, J.O.? Psalms 119, verse 11 Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's like you get the word of God in your heart, and guess what it does? You don't want to sin, but it also protects you from sin entering in. It becomes a shield. To you and I. Brother Dick Iverson, if you don't know who Brother Dick is, that's just what we call him, Brother Dick. He's a legend. He's probably all up in the 80s now. Pastor City Bible Church for 40 years. Started MFI, Ministers Fellowship International. He said, that I looked in that same Bible, in the front of that Bible that I took a picture of, and it said this in the front of that Bible. It said this, either sin will keep you from this book, or this book will keep you from sin. That's, good. <laughs> That's so good, I'm gonna read it again. <laughs> That's good right there, Jail. That's good preaching, Jail, right there, because it's not even my quote. Either sin will keep you from this book, or this book will keep you from sin. Jail, how you get the Word of God, how you hide it in your heart. I'm just gonna tell you how I've hid it in my heart for years. First of all, you gotta read it. Sometimes I memorize it. Sometimes I listen to a YouTube, somebody preaching. I love that. Sometimes in the gym, I'm jamming out, listening to the word of God. Sometimes I'm jamming out on Bethel or, you know, some Lecrae or something. Sometimes I'm just listening to the Word of God. Do I remember it all? No. But I know I'm getting the Word of God inside of me sometimes i'm listening and following it on my bo- on my on my phone right there but i'm hiding the word of god i listen to it i read it come on i teach it i preach it i want the word of god to get it i want to hide it in my heart i want to tell you right now my wife my beautiful wife woman of god right there she's not right there right now right now it's kind of an <laughs> empty chair but she usually sits right there In the day of battle, the word of God, stand up inside of her. I remember she was going through thyroid cancer. It was the second time she had been diagnosed with cancer. She had been diagnosed three times now. But that second time, thyroid, she had a word from God. It was out of Psalms 23. She said, God just spoke to her. You will prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare us a table for me in the presence of my, I can just see my wife eating some, you know, pork chops and some ribs right in the presence of and not concerned about the enemy, drinking a protein shake right in front of the not concerned about the enemy. That word stood up in my wife and she stood on that word. I remember being sick as a dog for weeks in and weeks out and months and months and I had a word from God by his stripes. I am healed. Now, I love doctors everywhere. I got some good friends that are doctors. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care if 22 specialists and 103 doctors give me this report. The report that I'm going to believe over any report of a doctor is the report of the Lord, the Bible. Now, your faith, now listen, your faith got to be under you. This Bible said that. Your faith be it unto you. Now you, now you hey, I go to the doctor. I believe in it. I like doctor. I love doctor. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to a report, I'm going to believe the highest report in the land, the living word of God. Are you feeling me today? Sometimes you got to get a hold of the word of God and allow, as it were, Jesus to stand up inside of you you get that word of God guess what you can do you can just keep moving forward I'm not talking about making up some kind of fantasy word no I'm telling you the word of God will speak to you it will feed you it will lead you and it will shield you day in and day out the living word I like this song right here I changed the word can I sing you a little song here right here a little song Hey, pretty people around the world Got a great thing to show you So tell all the boys and girls Tell your brother, your sister, and your mama too Cause we're about to go down And you know just what to do Put your hands in the air like you don't care Glide by the people as they start to look and stare Do your dance, do your dance, do your dance Quick, mama, come Come on, tell me, baby, what's the word? A word up ta-da-da-da. It's the cold word. Oh, I love that song. W O R D U. W. How many of y'all remember that old school right there? We got some we got some 80s people in here. Why, Jay, why you do that? why you do that crazy stuff? Because I like to. Right? I just like, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm an 80s guy. Like to pull out some 80s. But, you know, music helps me to remember that. Word up. Man, I don't think about cameo with word up. I think about the Bible. Word up. It's standing up. Word up inside of me. Come on. Stands up inside. You get a word from God. It will stand up inside of you. It will feed you. It will lead you. It will shield you. You need to get the word of God. You need to get a word for yourself, for your life. Just like that young man, Maverick, right back. Come on. He got a word today. I believe he's going to be a fiery preacher. You can hold on to a word like that from God. Either either Rama or logos and it can change your life my daughter has times battled with fear years ago when she was a little girl if you're about 15 14 16 will you raise your hand right now just raise your hand good 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 you know there's cer- there's only certain things that your your parents can do for you you know they'll pray for you they'll teach you things but there's a there's a day and a time where you have to learn to war on your own there's a day and time where you've got to learn to war with the word of God. Would you put that picture up there of the mirror, if you don't mind? That's a mirror. My, my daughter's not here today. She don't even know what I'm doing. That mirror sits in my, in my man cave out in my sh- shop. And it's got words written all over. See, let me see if I can read any of these. My strength is life is I'm all in yours. But I can't, remember, I can't remember, read it right now. Okay? But I want to let you know, I remember whenever she was struggling with fear. And uh, man, my little girl, she had been like like a lion all her life. Just fearless. And all of a sudden, you know, the enemy comes in like a flood and he tries to lie to you and deceive you and just try to take you out. And she had been she had been struggling with fear a long time. And I just said, honey, you gotta get the word of God. You gotta you gotta lay on, you gotta lay hold to the promises of the Word of God. You got to lay, I can't do that for you. You've got to learn to lay hold of the word, the promises that's for you. And you know what my daughter started doing? She started writing scriptures all over the mirrors, writing promises. And in the morning she would just read those. And in the morning, she would declare those. She would speak them over her life. And you know what? She learned to be more than a conqueror. She learned to be an overcomer. Why? Because she took the word. That word stood up inside of her. And she knew greater is he that is in her than he that is in the world. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, Jamie. God gave you power and love and sound mind. But you know what? Sometimes you got to grab a hold of the truth for yourself. Day in, and in the day of war, you've got to have a word for your own life. You might be going through that right now. Let me tell you about getting a word. Patrick Kiteley says this. He's a great guy. We had him in a, for a youth camp one year. Great young man. He says this. Adversity is God's university to add a verse to me. When you're going through adversity, that that means some kind of battle or confusion. God wants to add a verse to your life to get you through the storm. Sometimes, I'm going to let you know right now, storms will come, you guys. Storms will come in your life. Storms will come in your your marriage. Storms will come in your life. It could come as health. It can come financially. Storms will come. But I want to let you know, promise of God, if you're in the Word of God and the Word of God is in you, back to Psalms 101, look what it says. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Look, 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 look look what you're going to be like. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water. So all of a sudden, there's a storm. And you've been in the word. You've been in it day and night, and the storms and adversity is hitting you. And you're like this tree, and you're just being swayed back. I'm telling you, gale forces of storms, demonic storms, and enemy attack, and you're swayed, and you're swayed, and you're swayed. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to go anywhere. You know why? Because you're a tree planted. You have roots going down into the rock. The rock of Jesus Christ, those storms might hit you this way. You may, sway the, you, may sway the, you may sway all around, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to go anywhere because you're planted in rivers of water. You're planted by rivers of water. Your, your roots are going deep down through the rock of Jesus Christ, tapping into the waters of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something else right now. Listen to me. Listen to me right now. After that storm, I tell you what's coming. You're going to be fruitful. It'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruits, bringing forth fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither. You know what I think that speaks to? Is that you're going to be healthy. You're going to be like, oh, I'm I'm beat up and beat down. I just, you know, I guess one day I just might make it into heaven, you know. Come on, man, come on. Greater is he that is in you. Come on. You're going to be a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in season. And look, look good. And whatever you do shall prosper. To who? What's that promise for? For the person who meditates on the word day and night. Everyone say every day. Jail, jail, jail. Does that really work? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, jail, jail, jail. It doesn't work for me. It don't work unless you work it. Tell your neighbor right now, work it, baby. Tell your neighbor, work it, baby. It won't work if you don't work it. But if you'll work it, you'll be that tree. Just do this with me. You might poke somebody's eyes out. That's okay. Be like that tree planted. Look, look, winds come, eyes blow. You ain't going nowhere. You're planted, planted by rivers of water, bringing fruit in season. Woo! Why? Because you've been in the Word every day. You're no longer just a believer. You're no longer just a Christian. You're a disciple. You're celebrating disciplines. Amen? Stand to your feet.